God bless you tonight. We are so honored to have Brother Chris Moore with us in service. And I said a lot about him this morning, and um, I don't want to take a lot more time in preliminary remarks, but I do want to just again say that I count it a great honor and privilege to have this man of God with us. He did such a tremendous job this morning, he really did, and um, really, really felt like that there were some, there were some things he said that, that really resonated with me in a very special way, things that I'm dealing with, not in my personal life, but in situations where I'm trying to help others, and I feel like without him even knowing it, he just would make a comment, and, and it was... It was what I was needing to hear, and I feel like put in that missing piece to the puzzle that explained to me, okay, here's the situation. This is what needs to be addressed. You know, many times you go to the doctor, and all they're doing really is treating symptoms. And they just try to treat symptoms until they finally figure out what the real cause is. But, but treating symptoms doesn't fix the problem. And uh, really felt like he, again, without even knowing it, provided a real diagnosis for a situation or two and, and uh, gave me clear direction. I appreciate a man that can walk in the Spirit. And I appreciate him just obeying God. I know a couple of times he said, we're just going to slow down and do some teaching. I think this church knows we have no problem with that. We, 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 we like that around here. I've done my best to put it in this church. But teaching is important. In fact, I've made the statement, the scripture says we're saved by preaching. And I believe that. I believe that preaching is what saves us. And I believe teaching is what keeps us saved. That's what keeps us saved. The Bible does not teach once saved, always saved. That's a doctrine that man has created in order to soothe their own conscience and to allow them to live the way they want to live and not really feel like they have to answer to God. But it's not a biblical doctrine. It's not found in the Scripture anywhere. Amen. I believe that teaching... Now look, let me just... And I'm not, again, I'm not the preacher, but I'll, just to confirm what I'm saying, if it wasn't that way, then I ask you to tell me why. Why is there so much more in the New Testament after the founding of the church? The bulk of the New Testament was not written to sinners to tell them how to get saved. The bulk of the New Testament, 27 books in the New Testament, four tell the life story of Jesus Christ. That leaves us with 23. One tells the history of the church and tells how to get saved. That leaves us with 22. So 22 out of 27. Now I know if you want to classify the book of Revelation as strictly prophetic, but there's a whole lot in that book of Revelation that really talks about what we need to do as well. So I'm saying 22 out of 27 books are written to people who have been saved 
and tell them how they're supposed to live. That really indicates to me it's harder to stay saved than it is to get saved. Uh, that's, why, that's why the Apostle Peter, after telling the people, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. With many other words did he exhort and testify, saying, Yeah, save yourselves from this untoward generation. He told them how to get saved in verse 38, but many other words. He said, now here's what you need to do from this point forward. Hallelujah. I don't know how I got into all that, but I did, and I don't apologize. Oh, I was talking about the importance of teaching. That's what I was That's That's how I got there. Thank God I'm not old yet. Not old yet. Elder Westberg said, said, old preachers never die. They just lose their text and wander. He said, as long as I can get back to my text, I'm not old. So I came back to it. I, I came back to it. I'm not old yet. I'm headed that direction, but I'm not there. But anyhow, Brother Moore, I don't care if you teach, preach, treach. Talk. I don't care what you do. You just obey the Holy Ghost. That's what's important to us. We are just so very thrilled that you're here. Thrilled that you were willing to make the sacrifice to leave the church that you love, the church for which you carry a, a very heavy burden to come and minister to us. And I am deeply, deeply indebted to you for doing that. We love you. I want you to come. Let's say it again tonight. Brother Moore, preach to me. Would you say that, Brother Moore? Preach to me. God bless you. Take your liberty tonight. God, thank you, Elder. Praise God. I think I need to handle something right now. If you have ever desired to have a service the way we did in Balt Springs, you have services greater than Balt Springs right here. And I feel the Holy Ghost as I'm saying that. It's here. But Brother Mullins, can you concur? I can concur right now in the Spirit of God. Amen. We're not looking back anymore. I told my church, you hear us say, Balt Springs, Balt Springs, Balt Springs, Balt Springs. I'm not looking back anymore. It's right here, praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost in a strong way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. I walked in the truth church down south. It's the same spirit in that building as I feel right here right now. It's the same spirit I feel at Landmark Pentecostal Church in Yukon, Oklahoma. It's the spirit of God. Hallelujah. In greater measure. I'm going to be saying that for a long time, greater, greater measure. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Brother Mullins, Sister Mullins, so good to meet you. I, I, I'm sorry I don't remember 1995. Amen. I was 
Amen. I was there, praise God, but amen. Hey, I love the spirit that I feel from you guys, from you as well. Amen. Sister Riggin, thank you so much. Brother Riggin, thank you so much. Church, thank you so much. You have a spirit of excellence. Oh, you have done an awesome thing, amen, in helping me, praise God. And um, as I packed up the hotel room and drove out and uh, passed my new little coffee shop, Scooters, Shooters, whatever it is, Scooters, man, I did forego going and getting me my uh, coffee this morning because I did not want to preach under the anointing of uh, espresso, praise God, amen, I, I did not do it, praise God, did have a couple puffs on the inhaler before I came in, praise God, but I did not, amen, get my coffee, and uh, I am going to try to get home to my beautiful lady tonight, praise God, or in the morning, early in the morning, but um, I have had a tremendous time, amen, I have felt just like God is doing some great things. Amen. Thank you, Brother Hilton, for taking me down to your field of labor. And he may not saw it, but I prayed over that place as we were driving around. Praise God. Had to pray over the envy of his new home. Amen. Amen. And his ponds. And oh my goodness. Oh. Why can't I have that down there? Oh. Praise God. Well, I'm, I'm going to give him a deer, deer, deer feeder, praise God. Amen. I'm, amen. I'm going to try to come back up here and show him how to kill a deer, praise God. Amen. I've, I've never killed a deer, but I'm going to try to show him how to do it, praise God. I've had six, I've paid for six deer leases. Oh, Lord Jesus, the veterans is going to come out. And, and, and went out hunting nine separate hunts. And I've never shot one thing. I was hunting one time in Beggs, Oklahoma, south of Tulsa. And uh, I heard the rustling behind me, and I saw the biggest buck as he flopped his little tail back up towards me and jumped across the creek. And uh, that's about as close as I've come. Amen. I want to, amen, come back up here and, praise God, bring my boys and, amen, do some hunting, praise God. If you don't mind, I want to get into the Word of God. If you would turn with me to the book of Amen, Acts, chapter number three, verse number five. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. If you're there, say Amen. And He gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Amen. Amen. I want to minister to you tonight from a, what I've titled, a progression. Progression. A flow. Expectation to ambition to action. Expectation to ambition to action. Amen. Bishop Riggin, will you please pray?
Jesus' name, you may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I don't say things lightly. I, uh, amen. I have, uh, I, I feel like as I've drove around your city, amen, and felt the Spirit of God in this church and seeing uh, what I have seen over the past uh, days that, amen, there should be an expectation in this church, amen. You know, we all have expectations, things that we expect to happen either on our job or in our marriages, amen, our vacations, amen, our church, we expect things, amen, we plan and act according to our expectations, amen, I'll say yesterday, uh, uh, speaking to Brother Hilton, I told him where he ought to put the deer feeder, praise God, told him where, where we are to put our little food plot, you know, and you set everything up right, you can expect deer to come to it. A hunter has expectations when he picks that spot out and he sets it all up. Amen. He has expectations, praise God. <laughs> Amen. And oh, ungodly golfer, I, I say that with a pun. Amen. I've tried golfing, praise God. Amen. I concur with some brother Howard many years ago. Say, how, how can a man play a game? It's going to cause him to lie. Amen. <laughs> I laughed about that. Praise God. Many years ago when he said that. Amen. You know, but a golfer will look down the fairway and he'll strain his eyes to see this little bitty flag flapping in the wind. Amen. Then he'll hit it, he'll hit it 100 million miles that way away from him. Praise God. Amen. You're talking about excitement now. Excitement. If I can get within a hundred feet of the thing, I get excited. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I got a set of golf clubs. They're in my son's garage. And I'll tell you, amen. I, uh, you know, but, but, you know, when you, when you hit it, you expect to get it close enough. Amen. I don't like doing things that I can't, I can't achieve. Praise God. Amen. As a pastor, I've learned a long time ago that if someone is not moving forward and making progress in God, that it's usually because they don't expect to change and they don't want to change and, and they don't believe things are, uh, can change and they don't expect much. Amen. Praise God. Can I tell you something tonight? I'm the mailman. That's all I am today. Amen. Now, when a man says that, that you immediately think he's fixing to preach something hard and ugly and come down our road. You know, you know the, the mailman does bring good things. It's not just the bills. Amen. Who's ever got an income tax tag? Thank you, Jesus. Especially when you've got unearned income credit and you've got more kids. Praise God. Hallelujah. I went to my pastor one time. Excuse me. He came to me and he said, Chris, he said, you just got your income tax back, didn't you? I said, yeah. He said, I know because you paid a big old amount of tithes. He said, son, you're paying 20% of your check already. 10% tithes, 10% offering, and the building fund. I said, no, pastor, you don't seem to understand. I got five kids. 
I got five ninos. I said, I get more money back. He said, well, praise God. I said, yeah, you get to go to Disneyland this year. We gave him a $3,500 check to go to Disneyland. Amen. We took care of our pastor, praise God. Amen. And the whole family, praise God. But you know, when you, when you, when you see that mailman pull up, you, you stomp out there and say, why are you bringing me those stupid bills? Well, boy, when that check's coming, you're saying, oh, I love you, mailman. Let me bake you some cookies. Let me give you a bottle of water, praise God. Amen. You go out there to meet them. Wait for that check. You're expecting it. Can I tell you something tonight? You can expect good things from God from now on. You can expect things to change. Amen. As of today. Amen. God wants you to know you've got some good things coming your way. You've been faithful to him. He said you can expect things from me. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. All the bills are going to come in. Amen. Pay them things and get rid of them. Praise God. Amen. I'm laughing. And my wife, not too long ago, she said, when you was in the hospital, the bills got paid. I said, yeah, because you did everything. She didn't care. I had savings upon savings. And brother, a bill come in and she wrote it immediately. When I got out of the hospital, I almost had a heart attack and had to go back to the hospital. I said, baby, that thing's connected to the business account. She said, oh, well, the bills got paid. I said, they sure did. And I said, in Jesus' name, God's going to provide a miracle. And I tell you, God did. I had a phone call, and a guy at one of my factories said, hey, we sold a machine to one of your customers while you was in the hospital. Here's the check. Amen. Amen. It was a pretty good check. Praise God. God knows what he's doing. I think we get into a vein sometimes. All we expect is bad things. Comes marching up to the pastor. I'm going to tell you something. I see him coming. Oh, God. Oh, that's that one. Oh, Lord. Jesus' name. God, whatever it is. You know. You know. I checked my mail one time. I was having a good day. It was a resignation letter. and We're moving churches. Now, every time I find those handwritten notes in the mailbox, I'm like, I don't even know if I want. I'm going to look at that after church. That thing could have a $100,000 check in it. I ain't going to check it till after church. You get so shy about it. Can I tell you something? We expect the bad all the time. It's time for us to start expecting the good. We got to have some expectation. Amen. Another word for expecting, expectations. Amen. Amen. It, it causes us to start visualizing things. We've got to start visualizing the good things, amen, that God wants to come our way. If you expect something to happen, amen, you will move in that direction, amen, of your expectations. And your expectations will produce ambition, amen, and ambition, amen, will produce action. Can I tell you something? You'll set your wheels in motion, praise God. Amen. And let's read Acts chapter 3, amen, about a man who went to church, the church steps, and he sat there expect, with expectation each day. Go ahead, Brother Golf. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain lame man lame from his mother's womb was carried, 
whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alm. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He expected to receive something. Read, read, read. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He didn't expect that. Come on now. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. He, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And he gave heat to them. And he got his little cup out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm fixing to get a payday. One thing I love about the Lord, amen, is he always exceeds our expectation. Amen. God always goes above and beyond, amen, what we expect him to do. Amen. When you start expecting things from God, amen, he gives you more than what you could ask for or even think. Amen. If you start having a little faith, amen, about your situation, maybe it'll change. Because if you have faith about it, you'll start expecting and you'll start creating something inside of you to move towards it. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. It didn't say in him. It said in us. Amen. There's a spirit of faith that God gives us. We've got to have it. We can't obtain it. We can't achieve this. On another occasion, Peter had probably given the lame man some money. Amen. Peter, amen, had probably come by him many, many times going to church. And many times this lame man reached out his cup and said, Hey, can I have an alms of you? Amen. Probably even put Peter on a guilt trip. Praise God. You know, the substreets only go down because I know what's at the end of it. Praise God. Amen. My pastor was a mess. He'd roll the window down and spit and throw it, roll it back up. They'd come running over. Then he'd feel guilty. He'd say, oh, you got any money? He said, no, I don't have no money. He said, oh, man. You know what? He'd always give in. It was something else. Amen. Day after day. Amen. Peter went through this routine. But this day was different. Amen. He had the power of God. And the lame man was laid there daily at the gate of the temple. And he asked alms of them that entered the temple. And he had expectations. He expected money. He expected, amen, food. Amen. Amen. He wanted a handout. I remember when we were building the church in Balk Springs. And this guy come in. And, and he asked, uh, amen, for, for some food. And as you know, ask us for some money, and then then it was food, and then and then, then he said, just give us some money, give me some money, and I said, no, I'll go get you some food. Are you really hungry? He said, yeah, I'm hungry. So I went and got him some food, and I came back to the church. He walked right off the plant, right off right off the property, crossed the street where they were building a house, and threw all that food up and sent it to the dumpster. I said, I won't ever do that again. I didn't expect that. I've I've done it many times, praise the Lord. You know, but see, he didn't want him in the help that he was asking for. Can I tell you something? I, I don't believe that lame man was expecting, amen, to be healed that day. 
Amen. I don't. I don't. I think that he he felt like. Amen. He had the expectation. Amen. Of receiving what he received. Amen. His expectation caused him to be carried to the church every day so he could just beg. His expectations caused him, amen, to take his offering bucket with him. His expectation produced certain actions, amen. Amen. Just like our expectations produce certain actions, praise God. Amen. I expect to go to heaven someday. So I do, amen, what it takes to get there. Amen. I try to live a holy and a consecrated life to him. Stay out of the beggarly elements. There's an elder word right there. Beggarly elements of this world, I try to get away from them. Amen. Can I tell you something? When a church preaches come out of the world, amen, they're not trying to draw you into a cult. They're trying to draw you into a place of consecration. Oh, I got the Holy Ghost and begin to change. And people come to me and say, man, I think you're in a cult. I said, man, I'm in a cult because I don't smoke dope anymore. I'm in a cult because I don't go out drinking with you anymore. Hey, man, it's been six months since I said a cuss word. I said, that's a miracle. Six minutes would have been a cuss word. It would have been a a, a miracle, praise God. Can I tell you something? When you get the Holy Ghost, it calls you to a different level. Hey, man, when I got the Holy Ghost, it caused me to start having different expectations about life. Can I tell you something? I had money in my pocket. I was a young sheet metal man. I had a car and a truck. I was very successful in what I was getting into. But I'll tell you what, I had a longing and desire in my soul to be saved. Amen. And I knew down deep, no matter, amen, who I was with or what I was doing in life, I was lost. And God brought me to an apostolic church. Can I tell you something? When I came to my mother's church, I was not expecting, amen, to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. I was not expecting. Amen. I come there, no matter what you want to say, I come there with a beggar's mentality. Amen. I just wanted my little need to be met. And that's all I was need, I was wanting. But I'm telling you what, I got so much more when I came to the house of God. Amen. Uh, if you expect something to happen, you're going to be looking for it. Amen. You will hey, take actions, amen, to move towards it, to have, amen, a different outcome in your life. Amen. Amen. The dictionary definition of expectation mean, means the acts of looking, looking confidently. Not looking confident, but looking confidently. My God's going to take care of this. Amen. I'm going to get through this. Amen. No matter what's happening right here and right now, I'm going to get through this. Uh, amen. Uh, I never will forget. Uh, my, I had married my wife, and I had, I had two boys when we got married. She had three. We combined a family. And I'll tell you, we, went, we hadn't lived there very long and, and at my house. She had just moved in, and we were making a family. And she said, I just really don't want to live here anymore. There's just, just I, I need a change. And I never will forget, we moved, and, and, uh, and we moved to another house. And she, she just said, hey, it's just not right. I want to get us to a place where we have more room for the kids. And I finally said, look, I got one income. We got five boys. I don't know how this is going to work. I'll become as successful in this machine shop. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't enough. i never forget, I walked into my boss and I said, hey man, I said, I need a raise. And he said, I don't get raised by the number of kids that you got. I said, well, okay. I understand that, but I've been here six days a week. Amen. Working 48 hours at least a week, and I have given myself. 
You know what? Sometimes when, when things don't happen the way you think they need to happen, God's got a different plan for you. I remember going back and, amen, starting my own little carport business, my awning business, and a little metal build, building business. And, and, uh, and, I, and I, I tell you, I didn't expect for it to take off. But I'll tell you what, where God starts blessing, amen. Amen. you got to put forth the effort, amen. I'll get to the action part in a minute. Amen. When you start doing things, amen, for God, and you got expectations for things to change for you. I remember that I went into a, a, my, my room praying, and I said, God, I don't have any education. All I know how to do is this labor, amen, and build things. And I, I just can't, amen, make what I need to make, amen, doing what I'm doing, and I'll tell you, I, 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 the Lord blessed me with a sales job in a few weeks, and amen, I continue on that prayer, and I had that prayer going for six, eight months, and I learned everything about the machinery that I had been using, I learned it, amen, I had a guy came in one day in the machine shop, and he had a nice white shirt, and they said, that's the salesman coming in. And he brought a customer of his over to see the machine that I was running. And he said, hey, Chris, show him how to run this machine. Show him all the good points about it. And, boy, I just started talking to him and got excited. And he said, man, you make a good salesman. You know that? Mm-hmm. Preachers are salesmen. You know that. You know? And I'll never forget that. I went home and I said, man, what kind of life and career could a man have if he knew how to run this stuff and use it before he started trying to sell it. So I went to my pastor, and he said, let's pray. He said, you could sell ice water to an Eskimo. (laughs) He could too, mind you. He could. Amen. We called him James E. Davis Stein. (laughs) We put a nameplate on his desk, James E. Davis Stein. And I never will forget Amen. Come time that, amen, God moved me into, amen, a, a different different type of machinery. And I was beside the bed and I said, God, I need your help. God, I need you to come through for me. I've got a wife and five kids. We're living in a single wide trailer house, three bedrooms. I mean, you could reach out almost and touch, amen, uh, on the orangutan day. You could, you could touch both, both walls. And I was in there praying and seeking God. And I said, God, if you want me to go up, I'll bless the church. If you'll do it. I got my boys would come in there and they'd lay on the bed behind me. And I would just seek God. And, oh, I tell you, I would have prayer meetings. God, I have no education. I went to the eighth grade, God. Oh, God, I've got a GED. That's all I've got, God. And I never will forget, amen, God puts you in places and times for a reason. And I, and I went out to carry a regional manager from Detroit to, uh, uh, to Longview, Texas to, to try to sell a machine. And we got on the way out there. I'm just going to be straight up and tell you what happened. As he got off the plane, I saw, saw he was uncomfortable. He was having some problems, amen, that the Egyptians had. You got it, you got it, you can laugh about it. But every time we hit a bump, he was, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me. And in his Japanese broken English, he said, cannot go in, cannot go in. Must sell, you must sell by yourself. I said, I got this. And I went in. <laughs> I had to say it that way. I went in, walked out with an order, got in the car, carried him back to DFW, dropped him off. 
He called me three days later, and he said, I want to hire you. I said, you don't understand. I don't have the education. He said, don't care. He said, we'll train you in everything you need. Eighth grade education, GED. He sent me to laser photonics school. I had a wonderful job for MTC, what they know is now is Komatsu. God just raised me up. Being faithful because I expected something from God. I went to prayer and I expected, amen. My pastor taught me that you're to be the head, not the tail. You're not supposed to come in and expect, amen, to always have the little church, amen. It's going to grow. You're not supposed to go in, amen, expect for people not to get the Holy Ghost, amen. Amen, that's the exception, not the rule. Amen, that's the day when God's letting you go through training, praise God. Amen, right now at our time period, we've had revival upon revival. We've seen a harvest, amen, and we saw a large number of people walk out of our church. And I'll tell you what, my wife, amen, always goes back to the standard. Ball Springs was big and this and this and Ball Springs. And I had to tell her today, I said, greater than Ball Springs is what we are. It's going to happen for us, Sister Reagan. Amen. You've got to go with the ebb and flow is what my pastor said. Amen. Amen. It's got ups and up, ups and downs. A true man of God don't give up when it's down. Amen. He just keeps on trucking. Amen. We may have to take our wives up next to us, Brother Hilton, and say, hey, baby, it's going to be okay. That's what I was doing today. I was loving her, amen, from Olathe, Kansas, and she's in Yukon. I said, baby, it's going to be okay. I said, what you need is a vacation to Kansas. Is what I, said. I said, what you needed to be is in these services, praise God. We got good church in Yukon. But every once in a while, you know what? We need to have some, amen, we need to have an, a, a service like you guys have been having around here, praise God. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. You need to be thankful for your church. <laughs> amen. I didn't expect no less when I was coming up here. Amen. I felt in the Holy Ghost we're going to have a time of God. you got to have some expectations coming to church. I don't care how many bills is due when you, when you walk out that door coming to church. You leave the bills at home and you come on to church and worship God. You can expect great things from God. You can expect miracles from God. Amen. God's got good things for you. Amen. And our, our expectation calls us to have ambitions. Amen. I like to say the ambition part is our part where we start putting together a plan. It's our planning part is what I call it. Amen. I didn't get this from no book or from nobody else. This is just something according to me of what God gives me. When you've got ambition, amen. And you know, people say all the time, he sure does got a lot of ambition. Amen. They say it in a negative way. He's got a lot of ambition. Let me tell you something. When I got ambition, I put a plan together. Amen. When they told me I could have that job, I said, man, what kind of car am I going to be able to drive? Amen. What kind of training can I go through? What do I need to be successful? Amen. I found me people and I said, what, what do I got to do here? Amen. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You've got to have the drive and the passion, the ambition. Amen. You'll put a plan together. Amen. I'm all about school. We need to go to school. Praise God. Amen. We need to put together a plan. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to get into outreach in a few minutes. But I'm going to tell you something. When you get ambition, amen, you start putting a plan together. 
Amen. Amen. Ambition. Amen. Walmart in 1962 started in Bentonville, Arkansas. The founder of Walmart lived by the following quote. High expectations are the key to everything. Sam Walton. Amen. Walmart is now the largest employer in the world. And has, has over, I believe right now, over close to 20, over 20,000 stores. Don't, you can correct me because I really don't have any, any updated status. Amen. In over 30 countries. It was the largest revenue of any retail store. Amen. And it's still controlled by the Walton family. The last study, amen, that I read said that Walmart, it has the largest grocery store in the U.S. And it supplied over 51% of the food sold in the USA. Amen. Started as a five and dime. They had expectations. They had ambition. They put a plan together. There's Walmarts everywhere. Thank God sometimes. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. You got to have ambitions. You got you to look for it. You understand why they greet you at the door. Welcome to Walmart. Amen. I wish they'd have some ambitions about cleaning them bathrooms up. Praise God. Sorry, my wife's going to get me. <laughs> trying, to be, trying to be funny. I've walked up to a manager before and said, Dear God, you are the richest company around. You can't hire a porter to work in there? I go into a convenience store in Germany and a guy's standing there expecting a tip because he's going to clean it up after you leave. They do it in Africa. I got high expectations, I guess. Oh, Jesus, my wife's going to get me. She listens to this. Lord, I love you, honey. God. Oh. But when you have ambitions, you put a plan together. Amen. Amen. When you expect to, amen, something to happen, amen, you'll do the proper actions to make it happen, right? I'm going to tell you something. You want to go on vacation around my house? Amen. My wife's the perfect person. Brother, she has everything. She has list upon list, and she makes a list about her list. She has everything down. She walks in there, you slacker. It's, it, it's 25 days till we go to, on, a, on a vacation, and you still ain't packed. I was like, you done went out and bought everything new. <laughs> we just recently went on a trip to, to Destin. And I'm telling you what, she had everything packed and in the suitcases and sitting there. She had our snacks, but I knew what I was eating. I was excited, praise God. I was excited about what I was eating on the way down there. See, when you plan, when you have ambition, you plan. You know? Amen. That's what you do. You, you, you put a plan together. If you don't believe or expect anything, then you don't do anything about it. Our actions, amen, are a dead giveaway, amen, to our true feelings of what we think, amen, probably going to happen. I remember the old story about five or ten preachers got together and started praying. And they looked around, and there come the old Pentecostal preacher, and he had his umbrella. They was praying for rain. He's the only one that brought his umbrella. Can I tell you something? Are you praying about things? Are you truly expecting things to happen? Amen. And are you doing things, amen, amen, for it to happen? It's easy to tell a church that really believes what the Bible says and expects, amen, to come, 
Amen. They, they come by their actions. Amen. I've watched people, amen, that have gone through hell and high water, amen, to get to church. And when they get there, they start worshiping God. No matter what's going on, amen, they worship God. In Mark 5, we read about a woman, amen, that had been sick, sick for the last 12 years, amen. Could you read for me, brother? And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. And for she said, If I may touch of his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Someone had to have told her about Jesus and his healing power. Somebody had, had to have been bragging about him and, and telling him about telling her about him and, and everything he had done everywhere else. Can I tell you something? It ought to be the same thing in your life. You need to be bragging about God and what he's done. You need to start telling everybody around you, oh, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. Amen. He touched me. Oh, I'm telling you, when I got the Holy Ghost, I went back out and I found people, praise God. I said, look what God has done for me. you got to go and tell someone. If you're expecting things to happen, you got to go out and tell someone. Oh, I hope you'll get on fire for this church. I hope you'll realize and get some expectation that God wants to bring people into this church. God wants to fill this church up. you got plenty of property to build a bigger building, praise God. Oh, you got plenty of property. Oh, amen, amen. Amen. She had expectations. And when she showed up that day, she saw that large crowd. Amen. She looked at them. And she started devising a plan. If I could just touch him. If I could just get to him. Oh, if I could, if I could just some way. I guarantee you, she started looking between legs. Oh, there stands Lanky. Amen. I'm going to jump right between him. I'm going to go through that one. And she didn't care. And she wrestled her way all the way through the throng till she touched him. Can I tell you something? She didn't care what was going on. I'm going to get to my God. I don't care what's happened in my past. I'm going to get to my God. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to get to him. I'm going to touch him. And she got her miracle. She was expecting something. She had ambition. She put a plan together. And she got to him. Hallelujah. And the end results we read, amen, in verse 34. And he said unto her, daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. In the whole of thy plague. Amen. Expectation to ambition. Can I tell you something? It produces action. Acts 1. Amen. The disciples of Jesus had high expectations. Amen. Their source of information, amen, was a trusted one. It was Jesus himself. He told them something. He put some expectation in. And in the spirit of Brother Westberg, read, 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 read. You're slow as my wife and not half as pretty is what he used to say. Go ahead and read. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of, to Israel? 
And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses of, both me, of me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Oh, that was a high expectation. Right. And when Jesus said it, they believed it. Amen. Right. You're going to receive power. Amen. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. Can I tell you something? Amen. They had expectation. Amen. It caused ambition. Amen. And it caused an action. Can I tell you what they did? They rented a room in the upper level. Amen. Of a certain building that they had used for prayer meetings before. And they started praying. Ten days later. Amen. We read what happened. Amen. Because they expected something to happen. When you expect it. Amen. You start having actions. Amen. To make sure it happens. Amen. People that expect something to happen, amen, have a prayer life, amen. And people that don't expect things to happen, amen, they pray a mess. Oh, Jesus, will you do it? Probably never going to happen. Can I tell you something? Being a greater apostolic tabernacle, amen, when I felt the call to preach, I said, God, I don't see how you can do it. All these men have been holy all their life. They ain't never been through what I've been through. And, oh, man, ain't no way God can ever use me. i never forget my pastor walked up to me and said, I want you to lead the singing tonight. What in the world? Lead the singing? Oh, man, I thought, man, if one and done, he's he going to have me back. Amen. Six years later, leading the singing. I'm not even a singer, folks. Amen. Got another one over here who can sing, too. Amen. I had the whole quartet in behind me tonight, praise God. My pastor asked me to sing. I thought, what in the world? Next thing you know, amen. All these songs we sung around here this week, they're my favorites because I sung them all the time. He'd walk in and see some songbooks. He said, them the Lanny Wolf books. I don't want to use them tonight. Use the other ones. I know them songbooks. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but anyway, praise God. Amen. Here we go again. There's Mark number two. Amen. One more and I'm out. But I'm telling you right here, right now, I didn't have expectations to be used. Amen. I just sit around and I, I long for it. But you know what? When you get used one time, well, I'm telling you what, when you get behind the pulpit, I'm telling you what, you start getting a desire. Amen. Brother Hilton, I was going to have you read for me tonight, but I knew you'd, you'd been distracted the whole night. So, so I, I said, no, nah, I can't do it. You know, I can't do it. He'd have his eyes peeled right over to mustard. Praise God. Praise God. It is that color, right? Amen. My wife loves that color. That's why I knew it. Praise God. She wears it all the time. Where was I at, Lord Jesus? Have mercy. Oh, Lord. Preachers don't listen to this, and, and get, you probably never use me. Praise God. But I tell you what, when you have expectation, it creates ambition. Amen. That leads to action. You know, that's the problem with people, you know. Amen. I'm, I'm already building my third building. Amen. And I'm on my second right now. Amen. In my mind, I'm already laying it out. Amen. I, I'm figuring the steel up, how much insulation I need. Amen. How many people it's going to sit. And every time I draw it up, amen, Brother Hilton, it's still too small. I got high expectations for God in Yukon. I got high expectations of what he wants to do, amen, in my life, amen. It don't matter what's happened to me before, how I've been wounded, how I've been hurt, amen. I've got high expectations. I'm coming out of this. Amen, I was a bum on the side of the street. I lived in people's sheds. 
I took water baths with a water hose. I never expected to be called to preach God's word. I was on drugs. Amen. I was an alcoholic. I lived in the methamphetamine capital of the world for a long time. East side of Dallas was vicious, full of it. Never thought I could be anything. Went to E.B. Comstock Middle School. Failed seventh grade. They passed me to the eighth. Failed the eighth. Had to quit. I'd never be anything. I had low expectations, but when I got the Holy Ghost, amen, he changed them. Amen. Amen. I had an old missionary and Brother Taclamaria came in and preached for us one night. And I was over there at the corner edge of the platform where the steps where I normally prayed. And I said, God, I guess I never will do anything for you. But I'll be the best outreach person. I'll be the best soul winner. I'll do everything that I can do. I probably never will be used in any other way. And Brother Taclamaria come up and laid his hands on me and said, Thus saith the Lord. And he spoke to me. I had released my expectations. Don't ever think you can't have a massive revival in that little town down there. Because all it takes is one business to move in. Probably already some there. I just didn't know. But I'm telling you what, all it takes, amen, is for an influx of people. And I tell you what, you, you're going to hate it, but they're going to start building houses everywhere around down there. And you know what? Naming more houses means more souls. Hello? Amen. You gotta have expectations. I'll tell you something. Our church is, amen. We we broadened our expectations. Can I tell you something? Revival's not gonna be all the time in the doctors and the lawyers. It's gonna be on the bum on the side of the street. Amen. It's going to be going down to downtown Oklahoma City and handing out sandwiches. Amen. Amen. And loving them people and showing them kindness. Amen. And giving them socks and giving them, amen, undergarments. Amen. It's reaching out to them. Not too long ago, my son, as I spoke about Thomas, he, Dad, we need to go downtown and do some things. Kept on. Dad, when are we going to go down there? Dad, when are we going to go down there? A week later, Dad, when are we going to go down there? Dad, you used to do that. Well, I've arrived now. I sat in my chair. My wife, my wife walked out of the room and she said, you know, he's really hungry to do something for God. I said, yeah, he is. I know, I hear it every day. She left to go somewhere. And really, in, in, in a spirit of just, hey, let's just go get it done. I called him up and said, hey, what are you doing today? He said, nothing. I said, we're going to go downtown. I called mother, right-hand guy, Brother Manley. I said, hey, we're going downtown. He said, I'm with you, let's go. I said, y'all go get the old nasty bus. Uh, oh, nasty van. Y'all just throw all those clothes that the ladies brought. We'll put them all in there. And I got to the church, and the Lord said, no, you take the new van. So that's what the Lord does to you. And the Lord said, you go down there. And he said, you go by this and this and this, and you do this and this and this. And you go down there, and you treat them people with respect. And you treat, you treat them with dignity. And he said, you better do something for your son because he's hungry for me. So I said, big boy, he's about six foot, whatever, six foot three, four, something like that. 
Amen. He's adopted, folks. I'm little. I said, get down there. We're going to talk to these people. So we go down there. And boy, I tell you what, I was so happy. People started coming up. We was giving stuff away. And we, we was ministering to them. And, and we got finished with this lot that came over. And, and they, we just handled all 30, 40 of them. And, and I said, well, it's time to go. Let's load up. My son said, oh, there's some more people down there, Dad. And I was like, no, well, you, you go down and take a few things to them. You know, threw some stuff at him. Said, go down there and handle it. I'm, I'm just telling on myself right here. And the Lord said, no, you're not through. There's another area down there. You need to go to it. I want to go home. I got important things to do. I got to preach tomorrow. We loaded up and we drove down there. I said, there's a mission down here. Let's go down there by the mission. We got down by the mission and we started getting out and ministering to people. And, and amen. finally this guy come, come walking over and he was just sheepishly walking over to us and I saw him look my son up and down, and he looked the other guy up and down, and he looked at me, and, and we didn't have any riding on our van at the time, and telling him what we were and who we were, and he got a few things, and he said, can I have some socks, and I gave him some socks, and I said, hey, would you like a new pair of shoes? I got a brand new pair of shoes I just couldn't wear, and I, I, I'd like to give them to you. He said, yeah, that'd be great, and got them, and he walked off, and he got to the other side of, of where he was had his little pallet, and he come walking back over, and he said, uh, what kind of church are y'all? I said, we're an apostolic Pentecostal church. He said, I'd like to go to church tomorrow. You come get me. I said, you better know we'll come get you. I said, look, you got one, TJ. You got one. Thomas, his name's Thomas. We call him TJ. I said, you got one. He said, all right. So he, next morning, he got up, went down, got that guy, and got five or six others. Brought the guy to church that Sunday morning. Well, the Holy Ghost fell, and he come to the front. And he was just, just shaking. Can I tell you something? Revival sometimes don't look the way we think revival is. Hello? Amen. Amen. Don't you judge those people out there. They need God just like you need them. And God can clean them up and straighten them up, and I'm telling you, do a massive work. So Sunday night hit, there he was, he's up there, he come to church again. Can you pick me up Wednesday night? I said, man, you got a good one right here, right? Wednesday night come around, Holy Ghost is moving, he come to the front. I went over and laid hands on him. He, as soon as I touched him, he shied back away and he went back to his seat. And I walked back over and I said, what's wrong with you, John? God, God touched you. He said, can I talk to you in your office? I said, oh no. He said, I'm a backslider. I just got out of prison. He said, I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Kansas. I said, what church? He told me. I said, oh, my goodness. I know that church. I know that man. He said, I can't get the Holy Ghost till I call my pastor and make things right. I said, by Sunday, I'll have his number. I searched high and low and got the number. I called him. He said, well, you tell him. He can just go ahead and pray through. I said, no. He said, you got to tell him. So I called him in my office the next Sunday morning. I said, John, somebody wants to talk to you. I said, Brother Savage is on the phone. He wants to talk to you right now. 
John's eyes got so big. He said, oh, Brother Savage, I'm so sorry. Forgive me for all, everything I've done. I'm so sorry. Oh, Brother Savage. He said, Brother Savage said, John, you're forgiven. Go get the Holy Ghost. John didn't expect that that morning. But we put a plan together. We called his pastor. Amen. A little bit later, the music crunk up. Hey, man, he had an Indian with the doing the old Indian down the aisle. And I come over and laid hands on him, and he got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. I didn't expect that. I thought I was going to soothe my conscience. I thought I was going to get my son off my back. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. If you start expecting God to do some things, he'll do it. If you start putting a plan of action together, amen, he'll start doing it. Oh, if you start saying, God, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, I'll do it. Whatever you want me to minister to, God, I'll do it. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Riggin, you can yank my chain at any time, but I'm going to tell you something. My pastor never told me to get in a ditch with people, but he did teach me to stand over the edge and pull them out of that ditch. Far too many times we get into things, amen, and we feel like God does not want us to deal with the sinner, and God don't want us to help people. Can I tell you something? If you're holy, amen, you're, you, the sinner world cannot touch your holiness. Because if you're holy on the inside, no matter how dirty the hands get, helping them people, I'm not talking about getting in their sin. I'm not talking about going back to the things of this world. I'm saying help people, praise God. I went in and taught Bible studies where I had to move the dope. Amen. And the beer bottles, amen, right off into the trash can. Had fresh road doobies laying right across there. Marijuana, cigarettes. I had to just move them over. Oh, man, dude, you're touching my stuff. Well, you, can you move it for me then? Yeah, I'm sorry. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. When I got a desire to do something for God, amen, I took it, I took it to the next level. God, you got to show me and lead me to places. Amen. To do things. Far too many times, amen, I was sharing with Brother Hilton, amen, there's a message I preach in it, not of it, but we're still in it. We're in this world, we're not of this world, amen, but we're still in this world. There's one of my favorite songs that lights my fire, it goes with this message. It says, I hide me far away from trouble. The world outside me goes darker by the day. So I promise to stay here close beside him. Surely God would want his children safe. But in reading how my eyes were opened, I find that he is leading us out into the world, into the middle of fallen saints and sinners, where a little grace is needed most. Mm. we got to start looking for opportunities to outreach. I'm going to tell you something. This city's fixing to have some big events. Hey, man, some big things are fixing to happen in this very city and in this region. And I'm telling you what, it's for us. It's for us. Brother Charles Robinette in his book, Radically Apostolic, he talks about Billy Cole. Amen, Brother Billy Cole and everything that happened. And he said God spoke to him. And he said these stadiums that they built for, built for football, these stadiums that they built for soccer, these stadiums they built for, built for baseball, one of these days my glory will be proclaimed in them. Can I tell you something? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. You hear me right now today. Amen. you got to have expectation, ambition. Amen. And then action.
That woman needed a healing. She didn't sit back and say, well, I hope he'll make it right and come up here by me. She said, no, I got to get to him. I got to get to him. I got to get the whole, I got to get a touch from him. Can I tell you something tonight, young man or young lady? If God's been dealing with you, God's telling you there's an altar down here where you can run to it today and you can get a touch from God. I can see the expectation on your face. I can see if there's an ambition that you want to live for God. You can do it no matter what's going on. You can do it. The plan of action is right here in this church. Amen. God wants to give you the Holy Ghost and He's going to help you. This is an awesome church family. You're at a place, amen, where you can get what you need to from God. Expectation produces an alignment in prayer. Ambition produces a plan, amen. And then action is the implementation of that plan. Amen. Back some time ago, my daughter-in-law come to me. She said, there's this new thing. It's called a URL. I said, I know what that URL is. I'm not no fogey. Man, I can scan and get free stuff all the time with that thing. She said, we can put it on our flyers. And somebody can scan it. And they can see what kind of church we are. They can lead it to our services and, and, and uh, check our services out. I'll say it that way. Praise God. Okay. Check our services out. And uh, so I had a little meeting with my outreach director. And he was saying, Man, Pastor, you think it really this door knocking really works anymore? And this is this is this is right before COVID. I said, Well, you know, I said, I'll tell you what, we're still gonna do it. And he said, Okay. And I said, Hey, if you've got another plan of action you'd like to do, why don't you just you 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 talk to me about it, plan it, and we'll do something. But me and 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 and, and my little clique, that's my wife. I said, We're gonna we're gonna go out and we're gonna put some stuff on the on the doors. He said, All right, sounds good. She had put that little URL on there. And she had put our website down at the bottom. That new thing, man, it's just really. Another one, you can click on it, and it sends you to a map. So the next day, Saturday morning, right after I had the conversation, we, uh, we, we decided we were going to go out and do some door hanging. We weren't even going to do door knocking. We were just going to some, hang some, hang some uh, door hangers out. And uh, we got out there, and. And uh, we we done a whole neighborhood. Felt good. Hey, done something for God, you know. Sometimes I feel like that God blesses effort. Amen. Amen. People that we put a, a, a door hanging on may not even call. But God will let someone else do it. Because, because we put forth the effort. So my, my wife, my little granddaughter was heading off to the restaurant. And I was going to meet them shortly. And I looked over and I said, there's one more street over there. I've got to get that street. I said, I think that's where the model home are. There's two or three model homes, and there may be one or two. I'll just hit those, and then, and then I'll meet you guys. And so they left, and I drove my car over there, parked it, and got out. And thought I'd just put some door hangers on all of them there. And I put a door hanger, felt good, left. Next morning, I get to church, and my son comes into my office. And he says, hey, we got an email from that URL on there. And I said, oh, really, that's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. I said, is it negative? He said, I don't know. It, it's probably negative. It may be, it may be negative. You shouldn't have put that on the door, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, well, what are you expecting? We opened the email up together. 
I began to read it out loud. I said, thank you for putting that on my door. I'm a retired Church of God in Christ pastor for the past 11 years. And my wife and I have been, have been watching online the, the, the Pentecostals of Alexandria online. And we've been, we love their music and we love the Spirit of God that we feel. And we, and we know that they're apostolic Pentecost. And you're apostolic Pentecost. We want to know more about what you have. What are you expecting? Oh, I said, oh yeah, let's do this right now. So I done you young person thing. I started doing the thumbs. I started texting. Amen. Speaking in thumbs. That's it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. LOL. R-O-L-L for whatever you call it. Praise God. We need to do one for holy rolling. He was holy rolling in here. Praise God. So I said, man, forget this. Can you send me your number? That's the way I do it. So I got his number. I said, man, I'd love to meet you. We'd love to meet you too. He said, we, I said, can we take you out to dinner? He said, yeah, the only time we got open is next Wednesday night. I said, can it be about round four? He said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He said, but my wife's been hurt. Amen. I know you've all heard of church hurt. The pastor's wife has a different type of church hurt. She had been church hurt. Amen. She, she said, I don't even want nothing to do with church anymore. I said, oh, we're going to be kind. So we get to Chili's and we sit down. And we start talking. Boy, she's, it just, it, she's interjecting my wife. My wife's talking to her. Then they're talking to me and, man, what do y'all believe and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and just liking what they were feeling and. And we had a good, good conversation, a private conversation. And, and, and that, he looked up, and it was 520, and, and, and she, said, she said, Dave, we need to let them go so they can go to church. And we need to go home and change for church. What are you expecting? Amen. We get to church. Can I be honest with you? They probably ain't going to come. I'll tell you what. When a preacher gets negative, you ain't saw a negative person until a preacher gets negative. Can you say amen, Sister Riggin? Well, when we get negative, oh, dear God. Katie, bar the door. Amen. Amen. You talk about deeps of despair. I mean, Elijah said, forget it. Kill me now. I'm going to find me. I'm going to find me a tree. I'm going to die right here. My carcass is going to be leaned against the old oak. Get ready for it. You hear me, Mustard? <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, will we come back from this, Lord? <laughs> so the service is moving, and I see her. She, her hands were locked down, and the Holy Ghost starts moving, and she raises her hand. I said, oh, Jesus, wasn't expecting that. Can I ask you what you're expecting tonight? I'm going back there and laid hands on her. Oh, she just got a smile on her face. 
Can I tell you something? Two, three-week period. Can I tell you something? You ain't got to give them a Bible study. You don't have to get them in the baptismal tank all right away. If they're ready, they're ready. Spend some time with them. Let them see it. If your pastor teaches different, they'll... Exploring God's Word is an awesome Bible study. My wife done three ladies, amen, for 20 weeks. About three weeks later, we're at a restaurant. She said, you mean to tell me that I got to do that and I hadn't done that and I've been teaching this all these years and I've been doing, living it a certain way all these years and I, I wasn't going to heaven? I said, I never said that. I'm just saying to you, this is what the Word of God says. You study it out. You get what you need to from God. She came back in church the next week and she said, I'm ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. He said, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I've saw it for years, and I just never could never find a church. Amen. Amen. Our expectations caused us to create a little door hanger to put out. Can I tell you something? Your door knocking, your door hanging, amen, your outreach efforts, they're not in vain. Amen. That's saying, God, I've got expectations. I've got ambitions. we got a plan. Amen. We're going to put it into action. You want to see this church grow? Expect it to grow. Get ambition for it to grow. Put actions for it to grow. Buying five sets of exploring God's Word, Bible charts and everything. It bought all that stuff for those folks. And I said, hey, I said, you pay 50, I'll pay the other 20. I'll, pay, I'll buy the whole thing. I don't care if they want to teach Bible studies. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. That's the way the church is going to grow. It's for you to live holy and for you, for you to be the people of God, amen, and not be afraid to go out into this world and reach them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I don't even want to end this because I don't think you got the point. I'm going to drive it home one more time. You, have, you cannot worry, amen, about your holiness. You've got to be holy, and you've got to pray, and you've got to seek God. And don't you let down on your standards, amen, or your conduct, but you've got to reach for the world. Can I tell you something? My pastor kept a firm grip, amen, on the true doctrine of the Word of God, and he reached for the world. Somebody came up to me one time and said, he dealt with you different than the way he dealt with my cousin. He dealt with you different, different than the way he did the other, by, the other guys. Well, thank God he did. Amen. If your man of God decides to do something, amen, that you ain't never done before, amen, you need to say, man of God, I'm right behind you. I need you to stand for me. I need you to stand right here. Amen. I want you to reach over and I want you to grab somebody out of that pit right there. Amen. Don't, don't, don't get, put too much weight. I had COVID. Don't forget. See, that's what you need to be doing to your pastor right there. I'm sorry to give you a visual. I'm going to give it to you. Amen. Not pushing him over the edge. Amen. Why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? No, pastor, go ahead and save him. That's it, pastor. Reach for him. Go ahead. I've got your back. I'm not here for you. Come on back. We don't run and hide. We go in there. 
Amen. The devil's not the occupying force. We are. We're the recon. I'll tell you something. When I got into outreach, they said, we're going down on Smoke Tree Lane to do some outreach. I said, oh, I can't go down there. I bought dope down on that street. I can't go. My cousin lives down on the I can't go down there. I'll tell you what. They said, yeah, you are. You've been in church living for God eight, for eight years. It's time for you to go. I walked down there. My cousin's leaning down in his Indian squat. We got an Indian in. I said, don't get offended. He was drinking his beer. First time I went down there. Oh, you'll be back down here drinking these with us in a few months. Three months later, we was down there knocking again. He said, hey, I told you, one of these days you can be back down there. I walked up in his yard, and I said, I hope God kills me in a car wreck before I ever come back down here and smoke dope with you and drink beer again. He like to flip out. I did. I said, I hope God kills me in a car wreck before that happens. Tell you what, a year later, we go down there. He saw me, saw me knocking doors down there with those little kids. You know what he did? Poured it out and threw it under the porch. Hey, Chris. I tell you something, what are you expecting out of your outreach? What are you expecting in your life for God? Can I tell you something? We have got to learn, hey amen, we're the head, not the tail. We got to start reaching for people. <laughs> Praise God. Is your pew so clean that you can't have somebody sit next to you? I told him, I said, I don't care. He's going to keep going to get the homeless. We'll buy more, more chair covers. We don't have pews, we got chairs. See, we, there's such a thing called chair covers. We bought, bought a, a hundred of those things, 120 of them. Let me tell you why. They got back there. They threw up. They've done other things I will not speak of. But I'll tell you right now, we've had them come in, and they've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. They've been baptized in Jesus' name. They got, their, they got their heart right and their mind right. There is such a thing as redemptive lift. Amen. When they get the Holy Ghost, God begins to raise them up. Amen. I saw them get cars and get jobs and become tithe-paying members of the church. It don't matter where they come from. God says you got to go reach them. My DNA has not changed from my spiritual father. I believe in holiness. But we have got to reach this world. Stand with me if you can. We have got to reach this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Revolutionize our thinking, God. Revolutionize our thinking, God. God of heaven, we got to reach this world. God, I love you and I need you, God. We've got to reach this world. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh. 
Back some years ago, a great man of God that I respect, we uh, came to a event, and um, I walked over to do our pleasantries, you know, just kind of let him know I love him. And he leaned over to me, and he said, I'm fixing to resign my church. I said, oh, no, oh, no, your health. He said, that's what everybody thinks it is. But he said, my wife came to me. Oh, glory, I better watch what I say here. And she said, I don't know if I can handle a church full of sinners out there all the time. I didn't say anything but happy retirement. I'm going to tell you, it's, that's, I'm sorry, this is a strong right here. But I'm going to tell you something with this thinking we have. Amen. I don't think Jesus' congregation looks like a bunch of saints. <laughs> I believe they got there. And they got there in proper order. And it doesn't take a long time for you to figure things out, folks. Okay? If you're new here, look around. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you something. When you start opening your heart, and you start saying, I'm going to reach for anybody. I said a few things this morning. I'm going to say them again. Amen. A prostitute makes a good preacher's wife. I'll look at the walls. Amen. Amen. I don't care what kind of lifestyle they used to live. They can be an awesome preacher. I look at the walls. I don't care where they've been. Amen. They can be a saint of God, used of God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what's going on in their life. God wants to do a work. Oh, don't worry. I got to, I got to go back to Yukon tonight. You'll get the most primo man of God back in this pulpit on, on Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. If I've done something, he can straighten it out. Lord, forgive me. Have mercy on me right now. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm reaching for people. I'm reaching for people. Amen. Amen. I'm reaching for people. You have an awesome man of God. You have a beautiful church. Amen. You've got an awesome ministry team with people that are ministry minded. You have the spirit of ministry of your pastor. Can I tell you something? The sky's not even the limit. There's no limits on you. God's going to do awesome things.
I got one more thing to say, and I'm going to turn it back to your pastor. I've got a three-by-five card up here that I just keep carrying around with me, carrying around with me, and I've used it in several different messages. I haven't used it here. It's called positional influence. It comes with the office or a job. New leaders get an office. They get influence on credit. That's Roy Oswald. He calls it suspended judgment. Hello? You need to give your pastor positional influence. I don't know if he'd do it. He can shake his head no and whatever. But I'm telling you what, if the nominal church calls you and says, we need you to come minister. We need you to do it. We got five churches in Oklahoma being pa- Methodist churches being pastored by, by, by Pentecostal ministers. Whew. Positional influence. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. Your man of God may be called to come and talk to a group of people. I went and taught a whole, whole, whole herd of Mormons. And at the end of it, I said, your Bible says you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. But you don't even do that anymore. They said, we do, it says that? Come back to me the next Bible study. It does say that. Positional influence. God, put your man of God here. Amen. And let him go through the things he's been through. Amen. And the experiences that him and his precious wife have had for positional influence. I'm going to tell you something. People are going to start looking at them. Amen. Godliness and holiness. Amen. We need somebody to lead us. It don't matter. Amen. I'm telling you, I knew I had that card and I kept it out for a reason. Amen. It's going to happen, Brother William. In the name of Jesus, God give him wisdom. God of heaven, help him pull from every resource of, uh, of experience that he has. God of heaven, anoint him, God. Give him the words to say, God. God, you give him the influence, God. In the name of Jesus, use him mightily. You lift your hands right now and you put them towards your pastor and his wife. God, in the name of Jesus, bless my man of God and my first lady. God, touch them, God. Bless them, oh God. Have your will and your way in their lives, God. Use this true church. It's not just a title on the sign. Use this church, God. Draw it from the north, the south, the east, the west. He God of heaven, Lord, touch brother and sister Hilton, oh God. God of heaven, bless their congregation, God. Help them to grow as it grows, God. 
God of heaven, give them positional influence in their city. Give them influence in their region, oh God. Anoint them, God. God, anoint this ministry team and the saints of God. Transfer your spirit of ministry, God, through their pastor, God, to them. Halamo shatarabakaya.